0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty, but they like to talk about Cardiff City. It's the view from the ninny, and with views from the ninny, and not shoes from the ninny, and the view from
2: the ninny. And... Welcome to another episode of The View from the Ninian where things are a little bit different over here this week where we're celebrating three wins in a row, two wins this week and we've got a new guest on the show replacing Tom Phillips this week. So as usual, Ben Price is with me but we're also welcoming Brittany Lang from the Her Game 2 campaign. She's the Cardiff City ambassador um, for that campaign and we're going to hear from her throughout this pod but also more specifically about the Her Game 2. So Ben, how are you? I'm really good, mate. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Thank you. And Britt, welcome to the pod. How are you?
0: Thanks for
2: having me. I'm very well, thank you. Great, great. I'm sure we're all doing very well as we are celebrating two wins on the pod this week. Coventry last week where we beat them 3-2 and obviously the Sunderland win today, a 1-0 smash and grab. So we'll start with the Coventry game, Ben. Um, That was our second home win in a row and this time it was without Ramsey, wasn't it? So that was like a big... big, Well, third home game in a row, sorry, with Sheffield Wednesday. I always forget the Sheffield Wednesday game. So it felt like a big win, didn't it, without Aaron Ramsey and the team?
1: Yeah, it was massive. Um... It wasn't just; it was quite the manner of the the win as well. Like we were really dominant. I thought we were brilliant from the start. Um, Before we start, I got to give a huge shout out to the Cardiff City Foundation, uh, hosted me for the game, and up in the uh, top suite there, up in the grandstand, really, really good evening. Um, Yeah, they're about to launch some brilliant, brilliant stuff uh, for the next couple of years. So uh, I think the plan is over the next couple of months, we'll have someone from the foundation on to talk about that. Um, But yeah, sat with them up there had a brilliant time watching a cracking performance um i got a bit worried i saw the lineup and no ramsey mm-hmm. instantly you're sort of there going oh i don't know how this is going to work and you see wills uh wills you see riles and wintle together and that's not some like it's been a tough sort of watch in midfield at times but with the addition of Siopis there it seemed to work quite well um you instantly think sort of Winter would be the holding one and Ralls would be the one going forward, but it was the opposite as well, which I found very interesting. And yeah. I, th- I felt like for the most part the midfield was really good. We held onto the ball really well for most parts. Um, got a bit nervy towards the end, but yeah, overall a cracking win.
2: Yeah, um, uh, Britt, let's start with the first goal. Um, I think last year we were very critical of the team, that we weren't scoring from set pieces. um, But now, especially with the Sunderland game, two goals and two games from set pieces, that first goal against Coventry was a fantastic header from Gutas, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it was something that, as you said, we've been crying out for... Those type of goals from our backs as well, because, you know, we used to be a team that was so dominant. We get a corner, we get a free kick and you're thinking, here we go, it's going to happen. Yeah. Whereas in recent years, it has been quite, um, you know, quiet in that respect. So um, I was really shocked by it, to be honest, but it was a great header. Yeah, I'm
2: impressed. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a brilliant header. I think he, the, the way he kind of ghosted into that gap um, between the defenders and then just bulleted it home. I think it's something that we do want to see more of, isn't it, Brett?
0: yeah definitely hopefully it's just the start of uh, and following on from today's goal as well from the Guinness. hopefully it's uh, gonna get them eager and hungry for more from the back
2: uh I hope so uh Coventry equalized though Ben um I know y- your love for Coventry isn't very high um after your many diatribes on the pod about Coventry um at that point the game did become a bit more even didn't it we were kind of in that first half the better team but as soon as they scored you could sense the nerves come in a little bit and Coventry kind of started pulling their way back into
1: the game didn't they? Yeah it was completely against the run and play their goal Um, I I was messaging Hugh Kinsey um, just going God this is enjoyable we're actually playing really well and deserve to be a few ahead literally looked up from my phone and Coventry equalised it was the most Cardiff City thing I think has ever happened to me in the stadium Um, but yeah it did get a bit sort of twitchy then Um, it wasn't as dominant I felt like before the goal we were just so comfortable on the ball yeah it seemed like Coventry sort of changed their shape a bit uh went to, i think they went to a back 3 and from there it became a lot more difficult for players to pick up the man they sort of got a bit more space um yeah it did make it a bit more nervy then when they got that equalizer
2: they got the equaliser, Britt, but then in the second half, Carlin Grant got his first goal for the club. Uh, we talked about it on the pod, but it felt like it was only a matter of time for him to get that goal. Um, and it would you know spark off a run of goals for him. Didn't happen today against Sunderland, but it's still an important goal for him. Um, it was a diving header. Um, and obviously, we talk about set, set pieces and not scoring many goals for set pieces. Even less, you don't see many diving headers these days, do you? It was It was a, an absolutely fantastic header, though, wasn't it?
0: It was lovely. It was lovely. And I do, you know, as you said on the pod before, I do think he's that type of confidence player where he's been so close in recent games where you're thinking if he's going to get one, he could go on a really good run and get a couple. Um, But yeah, you don't see many goals like that, and especially in front of the Canton end. So yeah, that was buzzing by play.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I think it's such an old, you know, when the cross comes in, I think a lot of players are going to be caught in two minds, but he just committed to the diving header as soon as the cross landed at him. And I think it was a lovely header from quite far out and and put it past the keeper to make it 2-1. And Ben, I think you might have some strong opinions about this one. Obviously, Atete's goal kind of killed the game off in the sort of um, 80th minute onwards. Um he came off the bench. He was good again against Coventry, um, but scored a really good goal. Um, ben Wilson, their keeper, um, spotted on a podcast this week, uh, the Foscast Ben Foster's podcast, talking about how um, Atete shanked that goal. Um, do you think Wilson should be looking at his own performance for that goal because he starts running out quite soon, quite early, and then backtracks quickly, leaving Atete with the whole goal to aim for?
1: Yeah, he sort of he said himself that he jumped. And was in two minds. and sort of, he, next time he looked back, he'll set himself. But in the words of Ben Foster, he's a brilliant guy. What a ledge, <laughs> top, 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 top guy. But poor, poor gold concede. Um, he's, I can see listening back. because You posted in the group about it, and you're like, you can tell that Ben Wilson's not the most popular guys around Cardiff. Unless he goes no. to Revs, then he is very popular with his with that list he posted. Um, but it's, it, I can sort of see what he means of, but I don't think he shanked it. It's not the cleanest of hits, but it didn't need to be. It's a well thought. No. It's like a well played, instructive, like instinctive strike from a very good striker that just took it past him. Um, for him to sort of say, "Oh, he shanked it, and it's not a proper hit and stuff," made it sound great. Downplayed, yeah, it downplayed what's a really, really good goal. The ball's yeah. come over, and he's just the way he's taken that is class. And for a striker that's not sort of like if if he was on like halfway through the season, he's on like fifteen goals. It's the sort of goal that you'd expect... Not expect a striker to score, but it's sort of bread-and-butter striker goal. But for him, what, five performances. I think it's his yeah. first goal, first or second goal in the league so far this year. a sell of a goal with that finish. He's done a yeah. brilliantly to get it there. I
2: also think it's... <laughs> If you're someone like Ben Wilson going on a podcast like that, like the day after the game and saying it, it's just silly. Like you're a professional footballer. Like you shouldn't, you know, they're media training to the high heavens and he's going on a podcast the next day saying, oh, he shanked it and having to go at uh, somebody else. Like just, just evaluate your own performance first before I think you go look around at um, kind of p- uh, pointing the blame at somebody else. Um, uh, but on the, on the final point on Coventry, um, referee pulled 10 minutes of injury time out of nowhere. Um, still absolutely baffled by that. And obviously Coventry scored in about the 95th minute. Um, you know, as much as we played good football against Coventry, um, we still like to make it nervy for ourselves, don't we? I mean, obviously things are getting better under bullet, but we've got to be cutting out those late goals, haven't we? Otherwise, we're gonna be having no fingernails for the rest of the season.
0: <laughs> I don't think it'd be Carter City without making it a bit nervy for ourselves, yeah. would it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think that um late goals has obviously been a bit of an issue um away from home as well um but I think that um you know we we're in a position now where we should be holding on te- 10 minutes that was such a long 10 minutes I'm so glad they put it on the screens for us to see now because okay. it feels like an age doesn't it um, I don't
1: know if that makes it better or worse though because you're looking at that going and then it's the second it's 10 minutes. I, we all know what the rule is it's a minimum of 10 minutes yeah. but you're just clock watching even more at least then when it's like when you're checking your phone, you haven't quite set it right. it's It's a vague idea of what the ten minutes is. Ah, oh, it's just ticked oh man, it was brutal that ten minutes. <laughs>
0: It did feel like an age didn't it but you know i think after the win against swansea i think i was coming into the game on tuesday thinking i'm happy with a draw today you know we've we've had our we've had our fun for the week you know (laughs) but um when when we're in a position to hold on i i think we did we did well in the end to to grab the three points
2: yeah, it was a fantastic win. And obviously, I think we talked about it on the pod, Ben, um, last week. said so what would be a good return from these two games, uh, from, you know, Coventry and Sunderland? We said four points. We'd be delighted with that. Um, and I think up until the 86th minute today against Sunderland, it looked like four points was going to be the return. But let's get into the Sunderland game now, Ben. Um, obviously, a 1-0 win, uh, your classic smash and grab that, yes, it was 1-0, but by the end, it could have been 3-0 with the chances we missed in, in injury time as well. Um but again coming back to uh, the the starting lineup uh, obviously we expected Ramsey to play um he wasn't in that starting lineup. they said he wasn't um able to make the match day squad there were rumors during the rounds that he um had did his hamstring on friday turns out apparently he's got got a fever and he was feeling unwell so couldn't play the game um but uh, did you feel the worst when that team was announced you know Sunderland are a good side they aren't firing on all cylinders at the moment
1: i did uh, not really i think i got into a false sense of security with the midfield after the coventry games i thought oh same midfield they did i I was really impressed by the midfield handled coventry um midweek so i wasn't too despondent i was like it's like it's a shame it's a shame ramsey's not there because obviously it's aaron ramsey he is the best player in the league and he let's be real um so you're gonna miss him but i i did i wasn't too there and i i also didn't have expectations going to i like this is the game i thought if we're gonna drop points this week this would be it it's a tough place to go so I wasn't sort of despondent, sort of a bit panicky. It was just, is what it is. I, I had faith in winterland Rolls to sort of do what they needed to do. Um, ben might have had faith in them, Britt, but for me, I think I wanted to see potentially a bit more of
2: um, an attacking player to come into the middle of the park. You know, winter rolls, Siopis, they're all great players, but, you know, Carl Will, Robinson, do we want to see one of them come in? Would, would you, at this stage, start thinking about bringing in a more attacking midfield player to replace Ramsey, or are you happy with that midfield three as well?
0: Um, I think away from home, I'm happy with that midfield and like the idea of Colwell coming off the bench just to either give that us attacking forward front, forward thinking at the end of the game. Um, I do think that he's the type of player where he's that threat off the bench. I'm not sure about him starting at the moment. I know a couple of people are calling out for him to start. Um, Unfortunately, I I was watching the women's play today. So I was only listening to the first half and watched the second half when I got in. Um, But I think that the midfield, I'm not sure, was there a a red card potentially in the first half that I...
2: They they should have had a player sent off. Yeah, Yeah, they should have. It's it's a pretty nasty tackle on Rolls.
0: Yeah, so you know that that changes the game, doesn't it? Sometimes, um,
2: yeah.
0: But yeah, I think away from home, I'm I'm happy with those three. I, I'm loving Siopis. To be honest, I think he's such a breath of fresh air, and I'm loving watching him in the team. So when he's on the starting lineup, you know, I think we're in, in the goods.
2: Yeah, I think I think Siopis is this. You say about Ramsey being the best player in the league. I think I think Siopis could be even more of an influential signing for us at the moment because the way he's changed that dynamic in the midfield he does the work that then frees up Ramsey to be as good as he can be and I think Siopis is just the guy's a dynamo like every time I watch him I just think he's gonna win the ball back no matter what he could lose it in the tackle win the ball back give it to someone else to do the better thing and I think that's really important in that midfield um Ben Britt didn't watch the first half um I watched the first half. It was pretty low key, wasn't it? Um, you know, they were Sunderland are a good tie, side, but we did our best to contain them. Um, they had a few chances. They kind of grew into the game a little bit more, but they never really threatened too much in the first half. There were a lot of block shots, weren't there, from distance? Um, yeah, but it, was,
1: it was It was the perfect first half performance, really, wasn't it, at Sunderland? It's just, I think the whole thing is a textbook away performance. To be honest, but I wouldn't worry about not watching the first half, wouldn't go back and watch the highlights because mm-hmm. not a lot happened. Um, it was just one of those games where it, it, I think it was the most championship first half it could have yeah. ever been. Just sort of scrappy, no real out-and-out chance you can say uh, any either type side could have scored. Ogbog possibly could have had a chance, but I can't, Was that? Yeah, that was first half. Yeah. Probably yeah, But it's it's just one of those, isn't it? It was just a very, very scrappy game um, mm. that I think we need to get used to sort of away from home. Um, it was nice that we sort of didn't concede I feel like last year in those games the other games were losing comfortably um, the ball banks in the wrong way falling to the wrong person or players not putting their body on the line the right way um, none of that was there it wasn't quite as far as quality goes it wasn't there but as far as battling and sort of grit the performance was there massively and it was really encouraging for like the whole night it was really encouraging to me
2: yeah I watched Tony Mowbray's post-match comments and he said about you know they, we were really disciplined we were really athletic and we we deployed that block really well and I think the amount of times that McGuinness or Gutas blocked a shot or got out and won a tackle and won a header was just, I think those two are developing into such a fantastic partnership and they're both massive, which obviously makes things a lot more kind of daunting for the uh, uh, opposing players. And I think between them and Alwick, they've got such a good understanding and obviously NG and Collins are playing some of their best football as well at the moment. So I think the whole defence deserves a shout out for today. Um, we'll get on to the kind of Etete- Etete-Okbo conundrum um, shortly, but i um, but in the second half, the, the game really opened up, didn't it? There were times where the ball was going back and forth. And if, as Ben said, the first half was almost championship uh, a good a good app for championship football. The second half was a brilliant advert for it because either team could have won, really. I think Sunderland probably had more of the chances in the second half. But there were times where it, it was a, a end-to-end stuff, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was really end to end, and I think it's one of those. If you're not a supporter of either side, it's a it's a good even um, game to watch. Um, I do think, you know, at the end we proved we could have had th- we could have had three at the end, but you know they could have had three as well. Um, we are getting uh, better at taking our chances, uh, but you know, if you're going to ask me, would you rather Oli Tanner score today or score the weekend before? I'd certainly say the weekend before.
2: Yeah, I, I, Cardiff City social team, fair play to them. They did, um, uh, they posted after the game saying something like, don't worry about the miss, we'll just keep watching this video over and over again. So, um, I think, yeah, you know, if if that's a guilt-ed chance, I'd, I'd probably be a bit more annoyed about it, but, but we're already one 0 up at that point with a few minutes left, so I'll, I'll let him off this one as well. Um, Ben, we've already talked about people like Cole as an impact sub, uh, but let's talk about Atete again. Um, obviously, Ugbo started. Um, I feel I do feel a bit sorry for Ugbo in a sense that. Sometimes I don't really know how... I don't really know if he fits in this team so much as other players do. But when Atete and Colwell came on, the game really opened up for us as well, obviously with Tanner as well. Is it time, do you think, for Atete to potentially start ahead of Ugbo in the next game?
1: I think so. Um, I find Ugbo a really weird player. He scored is it three goals he scored so far this season, which is not a bad three return. Three goals and one assist, yeah. So you've got four About goal contributions. Every, every time I see him up front, I think... God, we'd be a really good side with a decent striker up top. It's, yeah. it's just, I can't help but feel he's, it's not so much a square peg in a round hole, he's just not the right piece of the puzzle. I can't see think. I don't know, it's probably unfair to think this, because you look at it and everything that went on the transfer window, being greedy, you sort of look at it going, God, Kiefer more in that position. for more there. I don't are going, if we had that, like, it'd be a, some of the, we we'd have scored even more goals than we have so far. He's kind of up the field. But um, yeah, he's just not doing it, is he? It's just not there. He's got the goals, but I've not come away from there and thought he's played well. He doesn't really hold the ball up brilliantly at the moment. It's getting away from him a lot. His passing's a suspect. It's,
2: it's time for it to say, freshen something else
1: there. I think it's time for
2: a fresh start as well, but I think. Some of the best football I've seen Ugbo play is when it's been him and Ramsey almost as like a, a, a 10 and, and a false and an eight almost. Against Ipswich away, there were moments in that second half where whenever we went forward, those two would combine somehow and something would happen. And I think it's really interesting because obviously Ugbo's probably developing quite a good relationship with Ramsey. And maybe today when Ramsey's not there, maybe last game when Ramsey's not there, he looks a little bit lost. But when Atete comes on, Atete's obviously bright, willing and wants to do everything. But he's also really good at almost getting the ball and then taking it forward. There was a run he had in that second half where he took it past about three or four players and it came from nothing. And it was like, I, d- I didn't even know if Atete really knew what he was doing. There was a moment <laughs> where he kind of nutmeg
1: someone, he went the other way, the ball was going through. And it was... Some, I wonder someone tweeted... that. Someone tweeted Etete was one touch away from winning the Puskas Award for that goal, for that attack. Yeah, he was. If he got it a finish was,
2: away and it went in, it would have been wonderful. Um,
1: let's
2: talk about the goal, Brett. Um, we've already talked about more goals from set pieces. Here's another one for us. Um, it was a fantastic winter cross. cross. Um, it was a crowded box. And do you think McGuinness knew that it hit his head? Because I don't.
0: I don't think he did, but I don't think <laughs> he really minds. <laughs> I think it's uh, one of those goals where it's amazing to see it, but you're also thinking how chuffed you are for those travelling fans. It's such a long way to go. I'm not sure whether you've been there before, but... I think when I went, it was a twelve o'clock kickoff, so we left the oh Cardiff stadium at one o'clock in the morning. So at it's granted, yeah, <laughs> it was quite a day. So I think when you see when they do that pan of the the stand of the Cardiff fans, yeah. you know you're there with them, you're you're, you're soaking it in because it's it's one of as we were saying, it it was so end to end for us to take the lead. It was it was such a great moment.
2: Yeah, I think there was 500 fans there in total. I was meant to be one of them, but um, it's cost of living crisis and I couldn't justify a train for 130 quid. Um, so I just, I, I watched it on TV, ashamed as I was, because I was gutted um, by the end that we, I missed it. But um, Ben, as we've already touched upon as well, obviously McGuinness scored that goal, um, but then it could have been three quite as easily. Wintle had a chance in the last um, few minutes. Tanner had one that he blazed over, which we've already talked about. Um we wouldn't deserve to have won that two or three nil, but it would have been nice as a little gloss, wouldn't it, on the on the occasion?
1: It's weird to come away from a game going, we've absolutely robbed them there. We've pulled their pants down, taken three yeah. points away from home, and in the same sentence, realistically and genuinely say, but we should have won three nil. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's such a strange. It was such a strange ending to the game. Um, I think it's a great save for Wintle's. He probably look look back and think he should have done better but I think it's a it's a really good save so you can forgive him there. Um I think Tanner's might be the best reality check he could have had as well. I think like you've got all this stuff from the South Wales derby. Um I watched him against the commentary game. Um this one thing I forgot to mention the commentary game was Bullets whistling is top tier. Oh my god that man has I, got like the most pa- the powerful two-finger whistle in the world. Yeah <laughs> It's like herding sheep. I've never it's been like 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 sheep. I'm no, like like in like sheep. That. It's it's just... an awe of a man who can. And he constantly it was because Tanner was sort of on his side in the first half down the uh, right hand side. I was just watching him instruct to him, and there were times where Tanner was sort of ill disciplined, constantly wanting to cut inside, and Bullets scream at him just to cut in, just uh, to keep going down the line, stop cutting in. I'm watching that sort of relationship there. You can tell that Bullet's got a lot of like wants him to succeed and like really yeah. rates him, but needs to trade, like. I think, yeah, stuff like that and that sort of miss, long term is going to be really good for him because he's got to sort of make, it's the reality check of, right, I scored that goal. That's a great moment, but I'm not quite the finished article yet. And yeah. Carlos is probably delighted because then it's taken an extra zero. The zero that he put on the South Wales derby on his new contract, that's probably scrapped half of that <laughs> off with that miss. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, think, I, I think that's really important that they are talking about him about a new contract as well because I think, I think Tanner almost needs to feel safe here because he's come from non-league. He scored that goal against Swansea He's now got a year left on his contract. He's probably never been in this situation before where his contract can end because non-league's week to week. So I think the fact that they're going to give him some security for the next couple of years will probably help his development even more because he'll go, right, I'm here now for at least the next few years. I can actually push on. Um, And Brett, the final point on the Sunderland game, um, we're now up to seventh. Um, You know, I think when Bullock came in in the summer, we were all looking up to mid-table, 13th, 12th, 11th. But we're, what, almost what 10 games in almost? And we're already up to seventh. I mean... Did you expect to be in this position at this age of the season? Are you enjoying being this high in the table?
0: I would say I'm normally optimism corner and, you know, looking... <laughs>
2: good call back.
0: Good call back. Um, <laughs> I think especially with the embargo and how difficult we found it last season... I think when we first started playing, well, when we played that that well against Leeds, I was thinking, "Oh, is this a one-off? You know, we're doing yeah. really well here." And I just think that there's been times where bullets changed it, and he's done the right thing. I think if you'd asked me, you know, this time last week, would we have nine points out of nine? We'd be up to seventh. I thought you'd be losing it, you know. So it's 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 a great position to be in. Just uh, jumping back on the game uh, as well, as I do think a, a shout-out needs to go to Jack Arnwick. I think when I was listening in the first half, it just sounded like he really got yeah. us... It, it sounded like a point, but, you know, the fact that we got three points from that is just really good.
1: Yeah, I He think, wasn't I think, real, to be fair. Mm-hmm.
2: I think he's reacted so well to Runnison coming in, right? Because obviously yeah. he got dropped for the Ipswich game and then was brought back in for the Swansea game. and. I, you know, Runnison I feel a bit sorry for because he's, he came in and was probably expecting to play however many games and all of a sudden you can't drop Arnwick now. There's no, no way you could take the shirt off him because he's been absolutely fantastic. also begs the question, why did we persevere with Olsop so much last year when we have such a good keeper who was just waiting in the wings? I know whatever last season we wanted to play a certain way, Olsop was the guy who could play football, but Arnwick is so adept at coming for crosses shot stopping he's clearly a good kicker he's good on the ball as well i just think he should have been the number one from the start really so um i'm really glad that he's getting his run now and he's he's making that shirt his own so um more power to him uh right let's move on after the games let's go to Brittany. so Britt, the one main reason we got you on here this week is obviously you're involved with the her game two campaign um you're the Cardiff City ambassador for her game too. It's obviously a really important cause, uh, something that I know is close to your heart. So we wanted to get you on just to talk about that really because I think it's the kind of thing we've seen a lot of on Twitter as well. We've seen a lot of posts about it know the club are involved and all that kind of stuff. But just wanted to get more information and, and speak to you and to understand where it's come from and how you're involved. So let's do a little bit of a and a on that, shall we? Um, I guess the starting point for us is basically, can you just give us some more details about the campaign, how you got involved and where this has all come from basically?
0: Yeah, of course. First of all, thanks so much for for bringing me on. It's really nice to have a platform to to share the word to more people about the campaign. So it's a voluntary run campaign aiming to eliminate sexism in football and champion women in the game. So obviously something I'm really passionate about and really uh, trying to promote online. So Cardiff City are one of 72 out of the 92 uh, professional clubs partnered. So when we started you know when we were approached by clubs to to link up the fact that we've now got 72 on board is really is is you know it's overwhelming but also really good that people are taking things seriously and identifying that you know things do need to improve so when um you know Cardiff confirmed that they wanted to go ahead with the partnership it was really I was really proud because I think it's something that more people need to be talking about unfortunately so um, the reason that I got involved, um, so I remember seeing the day they launched, it was a really powerful video of comments that girls and women had experienced online. And I just remember ticking them off, thinking I've seen that, I've heard that, I've seen so-and-so be called that. And it just really hit me that, you know, it's, it's so vast and it, it's everywhere, not just in person, but online. So uh, I actually messaged them the day they launched to say, you know, well done for standing up against this. Something needs to be done. And I could see more clubs getting involved. I was I think I was at Bristol and I saw the two ambassadors there talking at halftime on the Tannoy talking about how their club got involved. So I just reached out to the campaign to say, you know, I think the work you're doing is magnificent. Is there any way I can get involved? Is there, you know, are you in contact with my club? So kind of went through like an interview process where I became an ambassador and then we linked up with the club and um, I'll be quite honest I can't fault the club they've been so supportive from day one um, and one thing I will say as well is that we as Her Game 2 we expect clubs to do x y and z as part of a partnership Cardiff already had so many things in place which is oh, you know definitely. really positive I do think they're forward thinking so yeah I can't fault the club at all really
2: That's great to hear. I think, you know, say you want about the club, but it sounds like they were really progressive on this front anyway. And I know they, you know, I I know from being a Cardiff fan for so many years, there's always been relatively prominent uh, female football fans who have been linked to the club and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's, you know, that's always been something that I've seen um, as a fan as well. I guess then the next question for me is um, obviously being an ambassador. What does that, What does that actually entail for you? You know, obviously you're working with the club, you're you're working to put these processes in place, but what do you do on almost like a a day-to-day basis with the campaign?
0: Yeah, so as an ambassador, you're kind of like a link between the campaign and the club. Um, One element is because all clubs are run differently. What works in some clubs, you know, doesn't work in others. As the campaign grows, it's very difficult for the team to understand what's going on and, you know, clubs across the country you know as I said there's 72 professional clubs involved if the girls that started it were managing it all you know it'd be so we're all volunteers at the end of the day so you know being an ambassador you're kind of that link between the club and the campaign if there's any issues that people have brought because we've got a reporting system on our website so if people perhaps don't know how to report or if people feel uncomfortable reporting something at a game or if they've experienced something online and kind of want to raise it but don't know how to go about approaching yeah. it they can come to us, they can message me as an ambassador, they can report it on the website. And we then have a responsibility then to relay these reports onto the club, uh, onto the EFL as well, because we're linked up with them. But also if they are serious, get the football the policing unit involved as, as well. So it is a role that I'm really passionate about. As I said, the club have been really welcoming and um, you know, they're they're always forward thinking and And what they can do and uh, promoting not just uh, reducing sexism but also champion women you know they're really sharing the word about the women's team you know they've gone semi-pro which is incredible you know it's, it's such a it's such a opportunity for young players coming through thinking you know I can represent Cardiff City in this manner so you know it's really good it's really positive
2: yeah, it does feel like over the last few years the women's team has come become a lot more prominent, uh, and obviously I think you know, this year going to the Champions League and all that kind of stuff has been fantastic to see. Know. So I think the semi pro steps are really important. Obviously, Wrexham have done it as well, which is a um, huge for the for the women's game in in, in Wales. Um, Obviously, you talked then at the start about the kind of the comments that people have seen and the, the video that you were showed. I guess I know you've been going to games for years. You know, I, when I started the podcast, I know that you you were you were listening to the podcast ten years ago when we were starting it back then. So I know you've been a Cardiff fan for years. So, what's your kind of personal experience of going to games and kind of ha- what what people have said and, and 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 how that's made you feel about um, going to watch football?
0: Yeah. So as you said, I've I've been a. I think I've been a season tick holder for 15 years, me and my dad. So, you know, College City, as cheesy as it sounds, is my life. You know, I'm a, a yeah. massive College City fan, you know, massive Wales fan. Just I've loved football all my life. And I kind of feel like I'm in a generation where sexism in football is expected, is anticipated, yeah. is preempted. You You know, should I say this? Because so-and-so could say that to me, you know. It's always been there. And I think, you know, we're kind of now thinking, why have we why have we got to put up with it? Why have we got to expect it? And, um, you know, for me, uh, being, um, you know, I'm in my 30s now, I don't want the next generation of not just Cardiff City yeah. fans, but football fans feeling the way that some of us have and, you know, being subject to some of the comments that we have. Um, I do think that in this day and age, social media is, people can hide behind Prove, you know, these anonymous yeah. accounts, and and say X, Y, Z, but you know, it is happening in person as well, which be, can become really intimidating, and really make you think, you know, is this something I want to continue? um You know, I do think that I'm at that point now where I've got the confidence to question if things happen, but some people may not, and that's the yeah. sad. I'd hate for somebody to experience something and. First, not know what to do, and you know, secondly potentially say, you know, I don't want to play football anymore because you know this. So.
2: Yeah. so have you have you heard stories of people being completely put off um from going to games, playing football, all that kind of stuff because of comments people have made?
0: Yeah, so as I said, I, I haven't been put off. I, I have experienced it in person before, and um I remember thinking did he just say that to me? And then I was yeah. in my teens, you know? And then I remember going back up to the stand and thinking, wow, if that man thinks it, does every person here think that? You know, it can become quite intimidating. And the bit yeah. that's always quite upsetting is that when people hear it and don't question it and, you know, be allies and, you know, say, come on, that's uncalled mm-hmm. for. Um, So as a campaign, we do hear some heartbreaking stories. You know, I think it's... Overnight, We did a survey when we started, and it was over over 90% of women had seen it online. Uh, Over 60% had experienced it themselves online. I think it was over 50% had experienced it at a game or at a pub. Now, those
2: are really quite, you know... (laughs) Sobering numbers.
0: Yeah, and I think unless you talk (laughs) about it, and unless, you know, express, you know, and talk about things on podcasts and online... It's it can be going under the cracks. People don't feel comfortable talking about it. So, you know, some of the the responses we had in the survey, I remember thinking, if that happened to me, I I don't think I'd go anymore. I don't think I'd safe. Yeah. And you know, we want to make sure that not just at our club, we want all club we want women across the UK and across the world to just do what they do what they love. You know, we all go to football to feel a part of something, you feel part of your club. and it's the community
2: uh, aspect, isn't
0: it? Exactly, yeah. So I think the more people we got talking about it, the more people that stand up for it and say, you know, are you okay? Do you need help? Do you want me yeah. to report it for you? You know, people being allies and knocking out for each other.
2: So, Yeah, I think, you know, it's one of those things, It's you know, football is inherently a male-dominated space, and I think we... As as a male football fan who's been going to games for years, obviously sometimes you don't necessarily notice that these things are happening because you're you're part of that little bubble. And I think that's the really sad thing is that you know when you hear of these stories and hear the, the stuff that you're 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 seeing and, and, and dealing with, it just no one should be put off from going to the football by some <laughs> drunken idiot or someone making a stupid comment. Do you know what I mean? It's it's really horrible to hear that. So um, I think it's really important work that, that that you guys are doing. I guess the the, the question I got around the kind of going to games obviously you say you've been going for 15 years are things better now obviously there's still a lot of work to be done with that survey you're saying there's still a lot of this stuff going on but have things improved already or is there still there are still these comments going on
0: i think online is is you know is, it can be quite a hateful space sometimes so i do think online is a really big and a very difficult thing to tackle as well i think in person it. You know, I'm not sure whether you can notice it at games, but for me, there's so many more women and girls going to Carlos State games now, which is That's good it's, to hear. it's incredible. Like, you know, there's times now where I've got a queue to use the toilet and you know, <laughs> looking and not see a soul. So yeah, it's amazing. You know, the club have worked really hard to create, you know, welcoming spaces for families, women, girls, you know. Um, it's it's a cheesy thing to say, but football is for everyone. So yeah. You know, the fact that, the, that there are environments that women want, you know, want to go and support their club is great. Um, I will say that as a campaign, you know, we get reports weekly. You know, this isn't just club related. It's, it's all the clubs. We get reports yeah. all the time. It might be that things seem high because people feel more comfortable talking about it now. So it might be that we're seeing
2: increases in reports. I see what you mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's kind of coinciding with raising awareness and people thinking, do you know what, I, I, I'm reporting I'm that. I'm not standing
2: I, for this anymore. Yeah,
0: yet. yeah. So, and I do think that we have a, a lot of, um, you know, male followers as well that, you know, are standing up for women online and things like that. So I do think it's one of those things where it's difficult to talk about. Uh, it's difficult for um, people to express when they're feeling this way. But I do think overall, you know, things are things are improving but there's always more to be done
2: absolutely yeah uh, and like you said from that survey it's that if people are still suffering with it then there's, still, there's always going to be work to be done isn't it because if people mm-hmm. are still facing the same comments of discrimination then it needs to be eradicated um you've, you've touched on it already but i'm interested to hear what you know you, the club sounds like they've been a great help in all this and got really involved so um what kind of things have the club done to to, to show their commitment to, to this campaign
0: Okay, so um, when when they announced they announced the partnership on International Women's Day two years ago, and since they've had uh, a dedicated fixture each year, which is mm-hmm. trying to raise awareness, uh, getting loads of local uh, girls' football teams involved in terms of being flag bearers, uh, mascots, and things like that. You know, um, they also gave out free tickets to local teams. You know, you go to one game with your club, and you could fall in love with Kara City for life. Exactly. You know, it's, it's a really good it's a really good approach by the club, and it's it's great that they've they've got that support system there. Uh, another thing that um, they've in, implemented as well, which is fantastic, is free sanitary products in the stadium. So before. Oh, wow yeah so it's something which a lot of clubs are now taking on as well so it's it's a really welcomed effort from the uh, the club that that's available across the stadium um and as i said there were so many things that the club had in place before the campaign that have kind of um it's raising awareness isn't it they've got a reporting system in place where you know, that's something that we ask partnered clubs to do. The club already had a robust system in place. You know, they've got the CCTV system, you know, people yeah. can be identified, people, you know, you can anonymously report things in a safe way. So the club have got a really good uh, approach uh, set up already, which is really good.
2: Um, uh, let's talk about the reporting system. Obviously, I think we talked about it just before we, we came on came live, basically, and in, in the fact that kind of raising awareness around that, I guess, to, to kind of round off this chat, I mean, how do people report things in the ground? And you know, what 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 would you say to people if they witness something happening that they think, oh, that's discriminatory. That's that's not very nice. How should they? Should they just report it? Could, should they call it out? Should they raise it to a steward? You know, what could people do to to kind of be a good ally?
0: i th- i think that um if you're in close proximity asking somebody if they're okay you know discreetly are you okay do you need me to speak to a steward do you need me to report something because it, it, it you know it may be where um it may be that you know they're, they're feeling okay it may be that they don't feel comfortable doing xyz so and um, but at the same time i do think that sometimes calling out can make things a lot more difficult so um, yeah, i just, yeah. Yeah, so you can anonymously text uh, if something's happening, and then the, they can the club can then re- investigate. And I, I do think that the, you know they would then view things on cameras and and just you know ensure safety of people, which is important. And um, the reporting number, you know, I would. Advise anybody: just save it in your phone. You, you never know if you're going to need it for any anything. Um, it's better to have it saved than than not. So unfortunately, I hope that no one ever needs it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. saying that we've we're a fan base where you you need it every game. You know things. You know, generally, we're we're a very welcoming family. You know, club. Um, yeah. It's better to be safe than to be sorry. Um, so you know, just look That's out really. for each other, isn't it? You know. Treat people it's,
2: as you are treated and yeah. yeah, be a good citizen, basically. Yeah. Like, look out for you because uh, that's the thing that always kind of blows my mind is when you know, I've seen it at Cardiff games where our fans love fighting each other. It's like <laughs> you're on the same side, like, you don't need to do this. So, okay. to that point, if I saw something like that, I would hope that people would look out for them. Um, where can we get more information? Um, you know, obviously, you're on social media, if you sign mm-hmm. people the right, um, so where they can get more information, basically.
0: Yeah, so we're uh, at Hugging Two if you want to follow us um, on all all socials. I would say Twitter, but I know it's X now. You yeah, can feel
1: Twitter to us. Still <laughs> still Twitter.
0: <laughs> if you don't feel comfortable raising something or something happens online, or you know, you can contact me directly. Um, but what I will say is that we've created a Hugging Two Camry account, so that's HGT Camry where we've linked up with the Welsh League recently. So we've got Adran and the Cymru Premier League linked up with her game too, which is great. And just one more thing I'd like to, uh, sorry, two more things. First is if you're a female fan and you want to join our Co's WhatsApp group, the more the merrier. You know, we've got girls that are saying, "Oh, I'm I'm going to this away day. Don't want to go my own. Does anyone want to meet? You know, it's quite a nice community we've created.
2: Um,
0: So you're more than welcome to join that. And then the last thing that I'll be told off if I don't plug is our first Her Game 2 training centre. So we are, as I said, we're an online campaign, but we kind of want to move and create welcome spaces for women and girls in a um, a non-club environment. So it's for all ages, it's for all abilities, uh, and I'm really proud that the first Her Game 2 training centre is going to be in Cardiff. So... um, yeah so we're hoping that it spreads across lots of cities where we've got partnered clubs so you know if you if your daughter your niece your wife your girlfriend anybody is interested in getting involved in football you know please come and, and come and join the fun
2: fantastic i i looking you know, i i've seen you tweeting about it a lot and it's it's just great to hear more about it and to to really understand the work that goes into it because i think I've I've always thought this that as a, you know as, as a white male who goes to watch football, I'm in a very privileged position. That I I'm nothing really is going to happen to me unless an opposing fan wants to cave my head in. I think when when you're someone who's going into an environment that isn't you know you know as a female going to a football match that's not you don't see many of the same people around you um, and you feel less comfortable and I think it's really important to create those safe spaces and create access for people to go to games where they feel comfortable with people that they can go to games with so I think the work you're doing is brilliant um, and I hope it you know I hope it really does change the attitudes of people around football so I just want to say congratulations on the work basically oh
0: thank you thank you for letting me come on to speak about it. it's um you know really really nice of you to invite me on
2: of course, it's our pleasure to have you here. Um, sadly, we do have to go to Twitter now, um, which is obviously the <laughs> where all the bad stuff happens, but we've got a quite nice positive fan base behind us. So I'll rattle through some of these comments. I'll ask you some questions as we go. Uh, our Twitter, of course, is VFTNinian, uh, VFTNinian on Twitter. Um, Ryan March, friend of the pod, says, sex and drugs and bullet ball. Uh, Adam James says, do we dare to dream of the playoffs? Um, Brick, Optimism Corner, do we dream of the playoffs?
0: Oh steady on (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know At the start of the season I'd just be happy to be uh, You know Just just survival Was our aim this year Wasn't it Yeah Um, Don't want to push our luck I'd love a cup run To be honest But uh, Yeah um, You know Mid If we can finish in the top half I'll be On top of the world To be honest
2: I think that's I think that's fair Keeping our Keeping our expectations (laughs) Like right now Um, uh, ben, coming to you on this one. Uh, the Raspin Dog, Benefactor, says, just how much did we miss JC last season? Was concerned that after his first game back when he was skinned several times, but he's come back and is now on fire. Um, he's fantastic, isn't he, Jamaloo? Oh,
1: he's just a monster, isn't he? Just, yeah. just today, nothing, like started off, he, he he very quickly figures out the, the person ran at him and they don't get past. They might get passed early on once or twice, but he's so intelligent what he does. As soon as he's worked out, right, this is how this lad plays... He's just yeah. like a brick wall, and nothing gets through him. And considering how much trouble he had at left back last year, and just how bright he started as well, I think like we we sort of forget how excited we were about him at the start of last season because he was a monster. Um, so yeah, to see him come back and overcome what the ACLs are horrible injuries for someone that relies on their pace, it's quick bursts, and everything with that, it was going to take him time. You see, but like Joe Bennett never came back the same player, and yeah. still with that club, and that is purely because of his ACL injury yeah um, people like Shaun, he was, like he's still, he, he's at Rotherham but he's still struggling it sort of leads to other problems then like um, for him to come back and be firing fit this quickly it's a hell of a result for us to be honest and he saved us a couple of mil because he's going to end up being a really important player for us the rest of the year it's mad
2: that we I've, I've now forgotten that O'Dowder exists because obviously O'Dowda last year was fantastic at left back, one of our bright sparks. And now I'm like, where does O'Dowder get into this team? And doubt is a brilliant footballer. Um, Stephen Will says, is it time to pull Ugbo out? Wasn't convinced even when he was scoring as he brought not much else. And now he doesn't bring that. Atete looks solid today. I wouldn't mind Robertson being given a shot, though it looks like Bullet doesn't fancy him there. Oliver Reese smash and grab, but we take it. Makes the flight home from Newcastle that much sweeter. Defence was outstanding today. Can't fault the effort of every player out there today. Diff MJ, two clean sheets, corner goals are back. Makagutas and Alnwick giving Bamba, Moz and Etheridge vibes with their defending. We can win with more or less possession. Are we just fucking unreal or what? (laughs) I agree with that. Um, James C. Roberts, someone said after Ipswich, we will play worse and win games. Felt like today was that game. Boys had to dig in and make important saves blocks. Funny old game, but could have ended up 3-0 and still been a robbery. I'm well and truly on the bullet train. And Britt, on that point, play worse and win games. Leeds at the start of the season, we were 2-0 up and drew 2 all. Ipswich, 2-0 up and we lose 3-2. Today's game is kind of like us clawing those points back a little bit, isn't it? Because we weren't great, but we got the win, which is what, you know, winners win.
0: Definitely. I think it's, there's been so many times last year as well where we played so well and lost. There's so many times (laughs) where we dominated, had so many chances, but just weren't clinical enough and, and they'd get a late goal. And I do think that we are improving in that way, Um, long may it continue.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm happy if this carries on forever. Um, Gareth Knight, is it time for a tete to start? Ugbo's been anonymous recently. A tete at least is a bit of a nuisance even he is raw. Right, Ben, I've got um, uh, a kind of bring us back down to earth tweet now from Will Metcalf. Front three today, unconvincing. Need our first choice winners back ASAP. No creativity in the midfield today. Should have started Colwell in the CAM role. Collins and Albuquerque are immense, given that. Sunderland fans quiet as the grave for such a big club. Point five, let's not get carried away. Should we get carried
1: away, Ben? Yeah, I'm having a good time. Look, I had no expectations going in this year. I didn't know what to expect. We're playing good football. We're picking up wins where we shouldn't. I I thought, like, the whole thing, like, there's a lot of people give and Grant a lot of grief. Um, Mm. For me, he's one of my favourite players we've got. I think everything, like, good comes from him. He's He's going to be huge for us throughout the season, like that goal like Bruce said earlier was like he's a confidence player. Same with Mete, looking better every game. It wasn't the easiest games for him today. Um, there's massive things to get enjoy to sort of get excited about. We've had such a crap couple of years. It's been really rubbish. I'm loving this year. I'm having such I'm enjoying watching Cardiff again. The club feels sort of like it's got that spirit back about it. Yeah. I'm getting carried away. I'm gonna enjoy it. Quite right,
2: Ben. Quite bloody right. Um, Alex, uh, Jonesy the Giant says, can we get a fact check on the last time we won three league games in a week? Um, I did look on FOTMob. uh, Please sponsor us. I think it was February of 2021 where we beat Bristol away, Rotherham away and Coventry at home 3-1 on the 6th, the 9th and the 13th of February. And then we followed it up the next week with three wins in another week. Um, Luton uh, Luton away 2-0, Preston at home 4-0, Bournemouth away 2-1. We won three games in a row then. We also did it in 2020. It was the McCarthy time, wasn't it? That was when McCarthy came in and we thought we were, oh, he's rubbish. Oh, we're going to get the playoffs. Give him a new contract. <laughs> um, we did it in uh, November, December of 2020 as well, where we actually won um, three games, four games in 10 days. So fact checked for you. Uh, Richard Endicott, uh, this one's for you, Brit. As Rihanna has insured her legs for a million quid a few years back, do you reckon Armwick should follow suit? Should he insure his gloves or his hands, maybe?
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. 100%. <laughs>
2: Uh, the common bluebird first we couldn't score goals then we couldn't keep uh, clean sheets then we yeah. made poor subs Errol Bullet has addressed every criticism um, Cardiff have levelled at him faced it and sorted it sod loan players I'm thinking I'm falling in love with the manager uh, Chris Bradwick says is the pod without Tom has the same effect as Cardiff with Ramsey
1: um, Ben does it have the same effect on Cardiff with Ramsey no I think we're performing quite well and I, I think now is a good time to bring it up to be honest um, yeah, go on. Why, 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 is, why, why is Tom not here? Where's Tom? Where's Tom Phillips, Ben? Where in the world is Tom Phillips? Tom is currently out in France watching Egg Chasing. Yeah. So, look, the commitment to the podcast, me and Ben here, Brits come in doing a brilliant job. Some would say yeah. talking a lot more sense than Tom. <laughs> Sensible, Absolutely. important points, not getting carried away, not spiraling into a pit of depression, level headed, very solid performance. Um, so, yeah, that's where Tom is. And this is why the pods performing much much better, in my opinion. I will, I because he's not here. I will speak up in the defence. His
2: his his partner is Australian. It is Australia versus Wales. Um,
1: they can go watch Australia play Wales in in the Rugby World Cup. Then they are allowed. All I'm here. All I'm here is excuses. <laughs> okay. I'm here. Look, I, I, I was in Lisbon. I did a podcast from my hotel room. I did that one for Greece as well. So you actually, exactly. yeah, you're right. I hate to Yeah, Don't. Yeah, sod him. Sod him.
2: <laughs> he's not coming back. He's not coming back. Um, Connor Gill, genuine question. How did Olsop get minutes for us last year when we had Armwick on the bench? Um, Ian Ballinger, um, uh, this one's for you, Britt. I'll ask if you can clear this up. It appears that despite winning three games in a row, we are the worst side in a division, according to those three team supporters. Is there any chance you could clear this up? Britt, what's your theory?
0: I think they're a bit jealous, aren't they? <laughs> it
2: feels like it. It feels like it.
0: I think it's nice to, like not not get carried away but actually just soak it up like as you said when's the last time we had three three games on the bounce with a win and one of them being a derby win you know I'm yeah. very much on the you know let's in, enjoy it while we're here and then maybe we'll come back down to reality with a bang soon but you know football's a roller coaster isn't it so you just gotta soak up those highs
2: that's it. Like, I, I remember I was thinking about this on when we started this pod. I, I don't remember a week last year where we did a pod followed by another pod where we won two games in a row, let alone three, let alone four in four in five or whatever it's been with the Sheffield Wednesday game. Like, every week last week we were doing a podcast talking about the same crap football and the same crap performances and the same, you know, the club seemed to be spiralling out of control. And we should enjoy it because we are doing a podcast about it. If we can't talk about it nicely, then what's the point? um nathan davis cardiff are good aren't they guys bloody right we are nathan uh gareth dunning not much to debate so let's try this coke or pepsi all right i'll go back to back so ben coke or pepsi uh
1: pepsi max okay
2: uh brit uh where do you keep your chocolate in the fridge or in the cupboard
0: in the cupboard
2: Uh, Ben, go on carry on
0: it's not in a fridge in a shop is it that's my thing
2: so a very good point, uh, Ben. Marmite or no marmite? Uh, all the marmite, marmite and more marmite. I love marmite. Uh, brick pilau rice or plain rice? Or oh, pilau. Uh, Ben, corned beef,
1: corned beef pasty. I said that really weird. Or a steak bake. I love a corned beef pasty. It's 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 corned a new beef. thing that my Gregs order. Um, but yeah, I for, I'll never eat a like. If someone goes to me, do you want a corned beef sandwich? I throw it at their heads. But stick stick it in pastry, a couple of onions in there, and it's immense. It's a top top tier bake. Uh, this is the controversial
2: one, Britt. Chippy Alley or Caroline Street?
0: Oh no, I'm gonna. People aren't gonna like me now.
2: Are they? Uh, it's it's amazing how personal they get with this. Yeah, listen, Ben yeah. will forever be known as the guy who puts barbecue sauce on a kebab.
0: <laughs> it's got to be Chippy Alley for me. Sorry.
2: I say be lame. It's Just come crazy. down in everyone's
0: box, haven't
2: I? Yeah, you it have, YouTube. yeah. Tom, well, Tom, Tom, you Tom, Tom, you can come, come back. back. <laughs> Tom's back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the final one, Ben, curry or gravy? Oh, curry sauce. I- Good. Um, I won't give my uh, opinion on any of those. Uh, Lee Johnson, uh, three out of three since Errol raided the club shop. I love this man and I love this team. What a time to be a Cardiff fan. Simbo, um, when he's not criticising my quizzes, he's got can't wait. When was the last time we won, th- won three on the bounce? Generally can't remember. Up the sheep shagging booze. Luckily, I have researched it for you, Simbo. Rewind. You can hear it then. Uh, Chris Peplo, considering Gutas looked like he had an error in him he has been outstanding in the last three games I wanted a point, didn't expect three unbelievable uh, effort from the players today Gabriel Dacey, great game looking forward to randomly bumping into you lot going to an away game from London it's, uh, probably Stoke is the next one I think we'll be going from London for uh, Frisbee, am I the only one dreading our impending return to the Premier League Connor Griffiths, I'm enjoying watching Cardiff again Harry Dickens, funny old game football innit Stephen Williams, huge win, huge week. Momentum is building. Plucky eighth is looking like reality again. Uh, Owen Davis says, Where do you think the change in mentality has come from this week? Soaked up the pressure and then could have easily had three at the end. Ben, do you think this is just like a culmination of, of Errol's ideas actually taking shape? You know, the first couple of weeks we were trying to soak up the pressure, it didn't quite work. We were a bit naive. But now it just feels like the teams bedded in, they're used to each other and they you know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, it's 100% that, isn't it? It's the manager's ideas properly, like you said, bedding in, um, bullet ball taking full effect and players, also players getting a bit of confidence. Like, as crap as it's been for us, playing with each other. Yeah, just it's crap as it's been for players that's been at the club a good few years, um, like, it's the same for them as, as for us fans. It's been a crap time. So, yeah. just players enjoying themselves playing with a smile on their face, like, you see with all of it, that the players look a lot happier. Um So, yeah, it's just all of those things sort of combine into a wonderful little package at the moment, isn't it? George LCCFC says, will the pod be uploaded before 10pm tonight?
2: That's more of an admin question. Um, I'll figure it out. (laughs) Uh, Simon Keane. Britt, how significant is that defensive performance? Um, It's a fair point, isn't it? Because I think at the start of the season, we have said that Gutas did look a little bit shaky, but for the last three or four games, him and McGuinness have been magnificent, with Collins and NG around them as well. It's... It's a really solid defense, isn't it?
0: I think he's really adapted well. I think I uh, similar to that comment that there was a game or two where I was thinking, oh, is he yeah. is, is he gonna be, you know, is he gonna be stepping up to McGuinness's level? And I do think the partnership is really good now. Um as you said earlier on as well, the fact that we've got you know, I know Dowda wasn't brought in as a left back, but we've got we've got cover as well now as well. So we've got that, you know, in the cup game, you know, I, I think there'll be a couple of changes. I think players will be rested. And, you know, I, I do think that um I think they deserve it after the last. Yeah.
2: They look a bit dead on their feet sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Griffiths, Kay Sarah Sarah, Connor Davis, promotion basically confirmed then. And I saved this one for last, Reece Spear. The tequila gutas chant has to be one of the best but worst chants in a while. <laughs> what are the others over the years that have made you chuckle a bit but cringe at the same time? I, it sounds like the, the, the tequila gutas chant has been taken off independently when I'm not at the game. I, st- I, I said this on Twitter, but I started that Ipswich away just because I was giddy and excited. And people joined in and it was going off all game. And it sounds like it's 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 the Goutash chant now, Ben, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and that blows my mind. That, <laughs> that is gen, gen, genuinely, it's so brilliantly stupid, though. I think that's why it's caught on. Like, I, I think the best football chants are the stupid ones. The ones that yeah. when you sort of look at it and work it out, you're like, what have we actually just sung there? And yeah, yeah. I'm all for it.
2: Uh, Britt, what have been your, some of your favourite chants over the years?
0: Uh, I've got a bit of a love hate relationship with "Ooh, it's a corner." I, I, just, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know where it came from. Like, I've been in the cant in the middle of the canton since the CCS opened, and it's like the bottom left hand corner of the canton just started "Ooh, it's a corner," and you know it's it's, it's, it's clinging
2: silly,
1: Yeah, <laughs> but you find yourself singing it at random times. Yes. Like, I'll just I'll walk through like the kitchen and work, just going "Ooh, good." Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going like if anyone else looks at me, I'm mad.
2: <laughs> the one I always liked, because it's kind of like really nicely encouraging, is all we are singing is give us a goal. Mm-hmm. That, it's because it's so it's so almost like banal, positive, and encouraging. Like, you know, you know, get into them, fuck them up, all that kind of stuff's funny. But all we are singing is give us a goal. It's like we're desperate for a goal
1: here. Um I still think right, one of pres- the most underrated things at the CCS that I can't remember. I haven't heard it for a while, so I don't know if the guy who did it doesn't go anymore. Is someone does like a high, wide, and handsome shot for either team, and all you hear is someone like the most high-pitched whistle? of, woo, 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 woo. Oh yeah! I don't know if <laughs> you can it hear is. it on TV oh. as well. Yeah, oh, it's so yeah. good, and it just randomly. And I miss hearing that because I haven't heard it for a while. So hopefully, whoever does that, hopefully they're all right. But yeah, every time would make me laugh. Maybe Harold Bullet can do it now.
2: Big <laughs> whistle. Uh, too big Twitter- that. Yeah, it would be too big. Twitter.com forward slash uh, VFTNinian. If you want to get involved with our tweets, thank you to everyone who sent tweets in. Um, right, two games to look forward to before we finish the pod. Uh, we got Blackburn in the Cup on Wednesday, Rotherham next Saturday. Um, Britt, obviously, the last uh, Cup game was Birmingham away. Uh, we played no centre-halves, just went on vibes only. Um are you expecting the same sort of team this time around, or would you rather see a more settled team to get the Cup run that you want?
0: yeah it's a mixed feeling isn't it you want people rested but at the same time how many years has it been since we've had a really exciting cup run um and then you'll have some people saying you know let's focus on the league now we're doing really well um i do think that um we may see a couple of people brought back in maybe a change in formation um i do i'm not sure where that birmingham performance came from man. because i remember seeing the lineup and thinking you know, one of my, my friends from hogan Two is a is a Birmingham um, fan, and I messaged her thinking, you know, you, you could really you could really do some damage tonight, and with yeah. we, we that performance, so you know, I think we'll uh could be in for an exciting uh, night this week.
2: I hope so. Um, ben, obviously Blackburn were I think 2-0 down to Ipswich ended up losing 4-3 they seem a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team this season as much as they were last year Um, they either won or lost last year for most of the season Um, do do you expect people like Jonathan Panzo to get a game do you expect Callum Robinson to start because there's players who need minutes on the
1: bench aren't there yeah I think it's the perfect opportunity for players like that Uh, Panzo's definitely one I'd be amazed if he doesn't start Um, he's been really unlucky to come in and we know he's a quality centre-back like Coventry fans really liked him there was a lot of hype around him so the fact he came to us instead of Swansea um, another win for us there um, <laughs> okay. it's just yeah it's it's the perfect opportunity to bring those in um, the Cam Robinson thing's a strange one isn't it he's gone yeah. from being our most important player last year to not be able to get a look in so mm-hmm. yeah him coming in again Colwell I think he's good in every round yeah. so far isn't he he's got a start so, yeah. Tanner players like that just more minutes for those sort of players sort of on the bench could only be good and yeah Blackburn are there for the taking it's not the most exciting of cup draws is it uh, we have waiting for a good one um, but fair play to anyone that's yeah. going on Wednesday
2: but as I pointed out at the time who did we play in the run to the League Cup final in 2012 Blackburn we played Blackburn so it's a good omen um, Britt are we getting through are we getting through to the next round
0: yeah I'm going to stay on the positivity train I am th-
2: all aboard the right.
0: bullet
2: train <laughs> yeah all aboard the bullet train Ben are we going through yeah, I think we will. Class. I can't wait for us to go on that cup run. Um, and then finally, to look ahead to Rotherham next Saturday. Um, another league game, another game at home. Um, I'm going to check Rotherham at the moment because I don't think they're doing particularly well. Um, they are second bottom uh, only above Sheffield Wednesday. I think they lost this week on oh, a Drew 1 all this weekend with Preston, which is a bit of a turn up for the books. Um, this has got a must win, isn't it? We, we carry on the positivity. We're going to beat Rotherham, aren't we? Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Ben.
2: You go. Sorry, I thought you said I'm Ben. though. I probably, I probably said a combination of both. <laughs> I'm losing <laughs> my voice. Uh, yeah, you go, Ben, and I'll come to you next, Britt. Sorry.
1: Yeah, look, it's a, it's a big game for us. It's it's the kind of game we've strove like traditionally. Teams, I, I keep, I keep on wanting to say teams in and around us. Yeah, you know, we're seventh now. We're not, yeah. we're not sort of there, but um, it's the kind of fixture we've like not particularly it's where we need to improve I think the weakness has been taking games to teams and I think this fixture against Rotherham's the perfect chance to do that at the Carlos City yeah at the Cardiff City Stadium isn't it is that the Cardiff City Stadium yeah yeah. so like, it's the perfect opportunity crowds can be good Cr- should be bouncing um, atmosphere should be really positive let's take the game to a sort of look to pick up another huge win
2: um but it's exciting, isn't it, that we could say if we win this game, there's the potential to actually get into the playoffs. Obviously, we're seventh at the moment. Um, how important is that for like the mindset of the club? That all of a sudden, you know, we've we've talked about it. We were looking at mid-table. Now, all of a sudden, we're looking at fifth and sixth as the people we can chase down, and that just changes the kind of positivity around the club, doesn't it?
0: It's massive, isn't it? Because it's it's not just you know the players and the coaching staff. It's the club as a whole. Everything seems to be going in the right direction. And, you know, when you're in a fan base where things like this are happening, it kind of has, like, a cycle, doesn't it, where, yeah. you know, we're scoring more, where the fans are excited. It kind of just is a is a positive cycle where things influence each other and it can just keep going. And, um, you know, I think it's... Is it three home games? We've won on the bounce now, like... The, is,
2: yeah, it, it, this is, it'll be our fourth.
0: Yeah, it kind of felt like... The CCS kind of used to be so difficult to come to. And then last year, I think we we weren't didn't seem to be having that kind of like solid performances at home. Whereas this year, it's, you know, we've really transformed that. And it's, you know, it, as I said, they're playing well on the pitch to score. And then, and then the crowd's lifted, you know, and um, hopefully it's going to be a more difficult place to come this year.
2: I think the Swansea game was a big psychological lift behind that, because I think... Like you say, last year, the football was so bad at times and the performances were so bad that the crowd had nothing to cheer about. Mm -hmm. If the other team scored a goal, we would immediately think, well, that's the game lost because we're not scoring one back now you know the the Swansea game was it felt like the touch paper being lit because we won that game we were the better team the crowd got really excited now we can take that into every other game and you can see the confidence in the players if we go 1-0 up against Coventry for example even this season we've gone 1-0 up and lost games 1-0 up against Coventry think we're going to win this game so then the crowd get behind us the crowd get more excited and I think it just creates that atmosphere that we used to have Um, predictions uh, Ben are we beating Rotherham yeah I think we will Britt, what's the score going to be if we win?
0: Um, 2 0. I'm going for another clean sheet.
2: Whoa, another clean sheet. Ben, is uh, Ryan Wintle getting booked? Uh, no. Okay. And I'm being edgy. Uh, is uh, Britt, is Atete going to score a brace?
0: Oh, I would say yes, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> positivity. I was just plucking random stuff out of my head then. So I don't think Atete will score a brace either. So you're fine to say no. <laughs> Uh, and that's it another episode in the can uh, Britt can I just say thank you so much for coming on uh, it's been a pleasure chatting to you pleasure hearing all about uh, Her Game 2 use this opportunity to plug it a little bit more give people the number whatever you want to say here um, people's lasting memory of, of what Her Game 2 is about
0: oh thank you and once again thanks so much for having me so you can follow uh, Her Game 2 online it's at Her Game 2 uh, we've got a designated Her Game 2 Cymru account so it's HGT Cymru um and please come along to the training center we start tomorrow i'm so excited i can't wait to see you know i'm hoping that it's filled with loads of car city shirts and yes. you know and, and as we take these training centers now across the uk hopefully in the next coming years i'm hoping all the promos are full of uh little uh, bluebirds of all ages uh in the carter training center um yeah awesome. where, uh,
1: where is, is the, the training center, center?
0: Uh, so it's in Butte town. So it's, it's the Cardiff and Vale pitches down by the Bay. Um, but, uh, we do have, um, uh, there's links to it all on the hook 2 website. Uh, there's a registration form. And as I said earlier on, it's all ages, all abilities. We've had women in their fifties saying, I've never played football before. Can I oh, come? Brilliant. That's amazing. You know, yeah. you can give that space and welcoming environment for women and girls of all ages so please come and join and spread the word you know if you don't uh know somebody who want to come you know so, someone else that you share it with might so please spread the word we'd really appreciate it
2: fantastic uh ben you got anything you want to plug uh
1: no because we can't announce it yet i was just oh, about yeah. to drop that in yeah well, oh, we can't announce it yet spoiler keep, keep out. We'll, t- we'll
2: tell you off air Great, we'll tell you fair. Uh, keep an eye on our Twitter tomorrow for... Um, it is tomorrow, is it, we can say about it, Ben? Yeah, it is, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Ooh. Keep an eye on our Twitter for um, more information on Ben's mysterious announcement. Um, it's very <laughs> exciting, and we're really excited about it. So we'll put that on Twitter tomorrow. Um, if you like what we do, uh, twitter.com forward slash vftninian. You can email us vftninian at gmail.com go to our twitter page there's a link tree there with all the um uh, the relevant links you need if you like what we do want to give us some money kofi kofi.com forward slash dft minion and we'll be back next sunday after the rough game